I was trying to not fill the green room up with the weirdest energy because I'm like legitimately a huge fan of you. So I was going to wait till the podcast. I was trying to wait until we got rolling to tell you about it because I've listened and watched all your specials. Thank you. Um, Lottie. A lot of your stuff, been following you for a long time. And I, I didn't know Austin, you were friends. Last year, this time around, I was at a, a carnival that my uh, father-in-law runs. And I was talking to Austin and his wife. I'm like, do you know uh, that comedian Dave Landau? And Austin's like, yeah, I'm friends with him. And I'm like, yeah, dude, he's at the Funny Bone this weekend. And I can't go. here last year. Oh, I'm, like, I'm like, I can't go. And Austin's like, oh, really? He texts you like in front of me like, hey, do you need an opener? And I'm like, oh, you're like real friends with him. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. And Austin's like, uh, do you want to go and you can meet him? And I'm like, I can't because it's it's a big thing for my uh, in, for my in-laws. Like I said, they all run it and help with it. So this yeah, year I was like, this year. I was like, if Dave comes, I'm going no matter what. So, uh, so here yeah. we are. And as he walked away, his pregnant wife stood there in the middle of a fair and cried. Yeah. That's really? part. That's no, the, that part's not true. I mean, I'm probably <laughs> my, my wife's holding a corn dog. Yeah. My wife's, my wife is pregnant. So it's only half a yeah. lie, but oh, uh, congratulations. Thank you. But yeah, I, uh, like I said, when you first opened up the door, I was trying to not, um, just fill it up with tremendous awkward energy because, uh, there's well, like let's, a, let's give a, let's give a report. Was well, I, I weird? Was no, I weird? Or not? Yeah. I thought you weren't even a fan. Really? <laughs> he yeah, played you know, it that hard. You did a good job of like, I don't think he likes me. Oh, dude. No, like there's probably, I've been, oh dude. Yeah. No. Um, there's not a whole lot of people who I would fan out for, but you were one of them well, and I was, uh, I was, yeah, nervous. So. Oh no, I thought you were very cool and laid back. Uh, all right. Ooh, there we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. See, all those beatings I give you in the cellar work. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Yeah. Well, thank you, a lot man. of kicks in the nuts. That, yeah. Dude, so you. that's why when I was saying like I had a lot of questions written down, it's uh it's the truth because I'm like, oh, I just want to ask him so many questions and uh, was just biting my tongue he until just, now. I did think it was weird though in the green room when you were doing push-ups and told me not to shake your hand. Yeah, that and, was definitely. Uh, <laughs> well, I learned that from the great uh, crowd work comic Michael Richards. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Wait. What was the? That was the, he. He was Dave. Like walked in the green room and he's doing push-ups and was like, uh, "Don't shake my hand when we're on stage either." And Dave's like, "What do I say to him?" And he's like, or "He's like, do I say Seinfeld?" And he's like, "You call me washed up," which, by the way, is so insecure. Yes. Um, is this what? Is this what happened? Yeah, oh. there's a the county what? magic club in Hermosa Beach. And how does the rest of that story go? Oh well, the he he's, <laughs> so doing, funny. he's like he goes, you call me washed up, and I'm like I go, dude, I, I like he's first doing push-ups, right? <laughs> and I'm going back and forth because at the county magic club, there's a smaller room. It's in Hermosa Beach, and there's a bigger room. So like, and there's people there like that are actually good at comedy, like Larry Dave, or like let's say like Larry David performs there. You have like all these, and at the time it was. Kevin Nealon, I'm thinking Larry Miller. And Larry Miller, I'm a huge fan of. Yeah. So, and like even Larry Miller saw me perform, he's like, Your jokes are great, kid. And it like meant everything to me. Yeah. Because all I remembered him as was like the mean guy from every movie. And I'm like, You're the <laughs> nicest person. And uh, so, yeah, Michael Richards is doing push ups. And I go back to get his intro and. He stands up and he's like, don't you see that I'm busy? And I go, well, I'm just trying to get your your intro. And he's like, I, I go, he goes, what do you want I go to get your intro? <laughs> and he goes, what do you fucking think my intro is? I go, 
Seinfeld? Do you want it to be Seinfeld? <laughs> and he's like, you call me a wash up? And I go, um, <laughs> trial and error? <laughs> and he's like, oh, that's funny. And I go, look, I think we got off to the wrong foot. I'm a really big fan. And I go to shake his hand. He goes, I don't do that. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And he might have said that in the beginning. Like it's, and I go, okay. So he's a total dick to me. And finally, I go up and I bring him on stage. And I'm like, ladies and gentlemen, like it's a, it's a longer story, but I like, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Michael Richards. So I stand on stage with the biggest shit eating grin and I just put out my hand <laughs> and he begrudgingly walks on stage and has to shake it in front of everybody. <laughs> and this is also after going up and doing a joke that just murders. Yeah. So he then goes on stage and does what I would argue to be the worst seven minutes of comedy I have <laughs> Wait, ever seen. Was this uh, pre or post racial oh, meltdown? This, we'll get there. Yes. Uh, he is then... <laughs> He is taking a cocktail sword out of a drink, and he's pretending to swashbuckle like pirates with a cocktail sword. Now, I don't know why it's not murdering, but uh, no one's responding. <laughs> so he, because he's not at a kid's birthday party? <laughs> yeah, and even then. Even so, the kids was, are like, was he doing it like Kramer, like all weird and his head all over? Or? No, he was doing it as himself, kind of. So it was even more unlikable. So it wasn't even as <laughs> the fun guy you might know from UHF. Because if I saw Kramer doing that and being all goofy with it, I would, I mean, I would laugh, you know? Yeah, you would get a giggle, and I hated him at that point. I was like, it destroyed my world because I loved watching Seinfeld, and yeah. he, he was a hero I wanted to meet. But yeah, I think it was when he first stood up, he shook. Yeah, he like brushed himself off, and I went to shake his hand. All those years ago, when you were watching Seinfeld and a huge fan, that one day you would walk in on him doing push-ups. No, no, I did <laughs> not. So bizarre. Oh, you talk about the level of insecure, though. That's why he's doing it because he has no business doing stand-up. Seinfeld told him to go like out away from the city before he did it, you know. But uh, anyway, so he's, I he gets off stage, and I run up. And I do the best I can to try to get another handshake. <laughs> and he just begrudgingly pats me on the back oh. and walks off stage. And I'm like, wasn't that great, everybody? <laughs> wasn't it great to see Michael Richards? <laughs> Isn't everybody happy they saw him? Like, and You should see him do push-ups. Dude, and Richard, the manager's looking at me, who I love. He's one of the nicest people. And he's just looking at me, like, shaking his head, but also <laughs> half laughing because he knows it's hilarious. Yeah. And two weeks later... I'm watching uh, TV, and uh, lo and behold, the TMZ tape comes out, yeah. and I could have beat off. I was so happy <laughs> just Whoa. to watch his career. And I hear a Jeff Garland interview, and Jeff Garland says he walks backstage, and he goes, tough crowd tonight. And he's like, do you not know what you're <laughs> That's what he would say. He's that oblivious to the world. Do, have you? Tough Nick, crowd. <laughs> Jeff Garland's Nick's, like, you do know your career is over. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, Nick Swartzen had a similar story where he, I don't know if you've ever heard of that before. I think you told on Rogan once where Swartzen was with him like the night before or like right in that time period and said the same thing. He's like, he was out there like abusing the crowd. It was not funny. People were getting weirded out. And I think Swartzen had said he basically told him like, hey, cut, you know, you got to just get off stage. Yeah. So he must have been going through some some real shit at that time. <laughs> I like, don't know what it was because like even then when he starts calling him all the N-word, you're like, this is, and then he's like, what, but was then the tree lynching and the hit him in the ass with pitchforks where you're so like, weird. well, that's not going to work out it? now, is it? Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, Dave Chappelle has the funniest a, bit on that whole thing. Dark, though. dark neighbor. Yeah. What is that? This is always busting in. He was, you know? Yeah. He, a, you haven't heard what Chappelle said about that? He's like, I probably did. He was what? like, that's when I knew I'm more comedian than I am black. Cause my first thought was, 
Oh man, Kramer's having a bad set. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did hear one comic. I don't know who said it, but they went out and I know they weren't. They were eating it, and they just go, "Well, I don't know what to say about you guys that Michael Richards hasn't said already." <laughs> <laughs> but it really is the worst. It's like if you're if you're so angry at an audience, though. It's like tonight when somebody yelled or whatever. Yeah, yeah. All I do is I'm I'm calm and I always talk <laughs> back and like, well, I'll play with them. Yeah. Because I learned very early on that if you get furious, the audience will never side with you. Like, you never want to be angry unless the person really deserves it. Yeah. But you never want to show anger. Like, you always want to just kind of yeah. play around and just have fun. Yeah. Even the guy who was, like, kind of a problem tonight who, like, kept walking in and was clearly drinking. Yeah. Like, I casually addressed him until he was having fun. Yeah. Like, you can't just get angry at a crowd member for just saying something. Well, and you said something very subtle, which most of the audience probably didn't pick up, but you're like, hey, guys, I got to do my show. And it was so, like, brief. It yeah. probably went over most people's heads, but that was kind of a check of, like, hey, can you guys chill out? Yeah, <laughs> you know? just on the side. Yeah, and that was just because she was really trying to calm him. Yeah. yeah. And he was a disaster of a human being. Yeah, yeah, I've only got furious one time where I just... It wasn't even jokes. I just w went insane. And it wasn't even for me. It was because it was a packed place at like a Masonic temple, you know, those yeah. nice theaters. Yeah, Masonic temple, yeah. But no one was <laughs> kicking this guy out. He was just talking so loud. And um, I was opening for a dude that was going to play instruments. So I did him a solid and just... <laughs> lit this dude up to where like oh this guy's not joking but then i mean he got like to the point where you know i was like maybe that guy will stab me in the side when i leave here yeah. but the crowd cheered so <laughs> because he was that bad they, they couldn't even hear the show he's just a drunk maniac i had a lady who was probably barely even heckling when i learned that lesson <laughs> and i just went off on her like c word everything <laughs> and i remember i'm walking out of the club and this is a long time ago when i was younger and she's like crying and she's like you ruined my birthday i'm like you ruined your birthday <laughs> <laughs> like, I, and it I just felt so bad yeah, that you, you I know, mean, everybody's like, you're in the right. And I'm like, I, but later I'm like, I wasn't. I could have handled that a thousand <laughs> different ways and yeah. it could have been more playful. You used excessive force. I, I don't have it. I don't, <laughs> I, I had to do what I did. No, I believe you. For the, like, I've for the, for the American people. I've seen, I've seen when it's appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, you, you know, you had said it was weird being a fan of, uh, like meeting Michael and, and, you know, being a fan of Seinfeld and, you know, when you're watching Seinfeld, not knowing that one day you're going to meet this guy, this is a weird way almost to get to the question, but you had, you were a part of interviewing Kyle Rittenhouse, like right after that was the biggest story in the world. Yeah. I mean, how weird is that to be like, Hey, I'm a stand up comedian and now I'm talking to this kid who is fresh off the stand. Everybody's watching on TV and now he's sitting next to you and oddly like very funny, socially intelligent, like yep. kept, kept roasting you the whole time. That's what we let him do. Yeah. Was that like, were you, were you like, this is the weirdest scenario I've ever, I mean, it, yeah, it's bizarre. <laughs> Cause we, I didn't know what to think. Honestly, yeah. I, I didn't really want to do the interview to be honest you because really? I, yeah, it's just like, the first time I heard of him, I was like, this guy's obviously like some white supremacist. I believed what I originally heard. Yeah, yeah. Then I saw every tape. Yeah. And I'm like, this kid was attacked. Yeah. He was, adults had him there to <laughs> yeah. guard this lot. Yeah. He's a, he's a kid. Yeah. And then I was sitting in my car right before the interview and I fell for him finally, you know? Mm -hmm. And I looked over and I go, oh, there's a kid with two dogs, a child, like a young kid. 
and I realized, I'm like, oh, that's Kyle Rittenhouse. Wow. And he had two dogs with him, and I'm like, this is terrible, you know? Yeah. So when he came in, I'm like, I go, dude, just kind of make fun of us. I'm like, just go at me and me and Crowder and just do that, and we can have fun. That's why whenever he went at me, I was like, whoa, shots fired. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. Jokes like that that yeah, were more yeah. in, in jest because I didn't want to go at him hard. He'd already dealt with enough. Yeah. yeah. And he had been hurt so much by the media at that point. Yeah. And I, I watched the trial and I saw what they were doing to him, this like complete public, uh, public lynching. And he yeah. had, he shot child a child molester who had just got out of prison yeah was screaming the n-word and the guy tried to kill him yeah the other guy tried to kill him yeah and he shot him in self-defense and we saw all the videos but we were told that he was doing this as like this die hard race and it was all this lie yeah and he was used as a scapegoat by people on the view people in hollywood yeah. and i i fell for it too at the beginning honestly and yeah. that's what bothered me the most was it, you know, he brought a gun across state lines. He didn't. It was all these lies, yeah. and that's why he ended up being. And cleared. even if he did, who? I mean, what does that mean? Nothing. You right. Know? <laughs> and when even you watching know? the trial, when they're talking about being a responsible gun owner, one of the best parts was when the actual prosecutor is pointing the <laughs> yeah. gun at the jury. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm crying, laughing at this guy. And uh, oh yeah, it was <laughs> it was surreal because I wanted to make it more comfortable for him, yeah. even if it was more at me, because people are like. He took some shots at you. I was like, yeah, I know. That's yeah. what I wanted. Exactly. I, we both yeah. wanted that because he was a kid. And I saw a kid who was in a lot of trouble. Yeah. And in that moment, we wanted to kind of ease that for him. Yeah. And I have to give credit to Crowder where it's due. Yeah. He had him on the show, and it wasn't really so much about publicity because he had invited him even before the Tucker interview. Yeah, yeah. It was really just like, you're welcome to come on the show when it seemed like nobody wanted to touch him. Yeah. And he was like the first person to reach out and be like, look, we'll have you on because we believe your story. Yeah. And he did Tucker first, which I don't blame him. He had to do a, a larger national show than something that was kind of, yeah, yeah. you know. Uh, Where someone's wearing a detective holster. When someone's wearing a detective holster. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I felt like that was some of your best work, Dave. Like you were, you were hilarious in that throughout the whole interview, but it was interesting just to see him be a kid. Dude. I mean, just, he was a 17 year old kid, you know, making jokes and kind of being comfortable. Responsible and, young lad. Two yeah. dogs at 17. Yeah, yeah. No, well, what happened to your dogs, Dave? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you were driving around with them in the back of a car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I sold their heads for speed. Yeah. But I just was thinking You'd about still it. still be talking to them. Yeah. yeah I was just thinking Thank about God how... Uh, dogs at 17. Yeah. Actually, it probably would have kept me off the street. I would have had something that loved me unconditionally. <laughs> that's what I left the house looking that's for, why was D love. That's why DMX, you know, that's what got him through it. He lived yeah. on the streets with his dogs. Yeah. Yeah. If somebody had a He's like cuz he was like mom I hate you and then he went and lived in a ditch with some dogs. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I I totally get that. The, the DMX lore yet. I I was just thinking cuz it's like you do something like the Crowder show and you're making jokes and all this and now all of a sudden you got this kid who's got the biggest case in the world <laughs> and you you're like, "Okay, we're a little bit past like skits right now and now we're talking about some serious shit." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and you're looking at a kid who and I don't want cuz I don't it's not murder, it's killed. Yeah, he yeah. killed two. Did I people. say murder? No, no, not you. Okay, okay. No, no. Right, I'm right. saying how they painted it. Yeah, not yeah, you, yeah. Not you. Not you. Not at all correcting right. you. I'm saying he killed people in defense. Yeah, yeah. And when you watch it, it's like these people are really trying to kill. They're trying to murder this kid. <laughs> yeah. And he kills them in self-defense. 
and anybody can go at it and say however they want, but I watched the whole trial, and yeah. as somebody who had to cover it, I was like, this is crazy the way that they're painting it. Amazing trigger control, and by the way. Just I don't know how he did it. Like, you're 17 with an adrenaline, and... Dude, I... I Video games. Um, yeah. Dude, I thought <laughs> it was Fortnite. a thug. I don't think I would have had the ability to do it. I mean, the, I guess... It, and uh, I even told him, though, like, even with the guy on the trial, on the stand, and the pedo, like, even in the interview, I was like, but what luck? You know, I mean, it turns out they were pedos, but I yeah. mean, it's like you didn't know at the time, but, I mean, just great. It's almost like God sent him right I, Dude, I, I laughed so <laughs> yeah, hard. I remember when you said that. I laughed so hard at that part, because I think he even made a face like... Mm. Because he's like trying he to not he, yeah, say, he's really trying not to laugh <laughs> yeah, at yeah. the fact that he, but it's like the, yeah. the, the prosecutor's like, look at this tape. He's just laughing wildly. Yeah, yeah. Well, the guy <laughs> fell out of the chair who tried to kill him, and Kyle's laughing, and it's like he's seventeen. Yeah, yeah. And a guy fell out of a chair. That's all that's about. One hundred percent. And I, you know, and I, I just, I had felt, I felt for the kid in that moment. You know, I don't know how he is now. I don't know where he's going. What it, but I, I feel that in that moment, that was a kid who, he had every right to sue the View. They, they painted him as something that he wasn't, and it's, it's nice to see that at least something paid off in the end for that. Yeah. Because everybody lied about what he was for an agenda. Yeah. Um, him and Zimmerman are probably living with the Amish. That's probably well, yeah. Zimmerman's kind of a turd, though, <laughs> in every way to me. Yeah, I don't. It's even... like, look, you're you you watch a neighborhood. Yeah, you're not even a cop. You just got out and decided to wrestle a black kid. It's like stay in your car. Yeah. Just go home. Yeah, like why, no, yeah. why do you even have a gun? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's like he's <laughs> looking at the fence. Yeah. And I don't like how anybody goes at that with that uh, young man who passed who died that day. Like I don't side with that at all. They're like, well, he started with the guy, and it's like. What in the like, he had Skittles and soda? I'm like, yeah, wow. Stop pretending it was drugs. <laughs> like, well, you can make a drug with that. I'm like, you can't. Yeah, I've tried. <laughs> yeah, I've tried. Yeah, Zimmerman's a work. jackass. <laughs> well, you don't even strike me as like you don't strike me as like a very and I could be wrong as like a very political guy as much as you're just somebody who can look at society and be honest that this shit's funny and so many people we were just talking about the other day and uh, they always say oh you couldn't make this anymore and it's like no you can you're just f afraid you know what I yes. mean and there's too many people who are afraid to try to be funny. <laughs> Dude, you know? that's the perfect way to put it is I just say make it. Yeah. I just say do the joke. Yeah. Like, comedy is comedy. Like there's no reason to keep dancing around everything. There's yeah. no re And I'm not like a political person. That's why it was so odd to me. Like I got the Artie and Anthony show, which was, oh, congratulations. Mm -hmm. Then it just became me and Anthony. And it was like, well, you know, I see how his takes or something. It's like you would have given your right nut to be an Opie and Anthony. Oh, yeah. Stop it. Mm -hmm. And then it was like I got on Crowder and people disowned me that were supposedly friends. Yeah. And I'm comic like, friends? Comic friends, yeah. None of my real friends from. But I'm like, curious. I'm up. curious here, like after. <laughs> yeah. Afterwards, we'll Unless have to write you want to just talk about it if you're not friends. Oh, I mean. I, I wouldn't name all of them, but I had friends that were like, look, I don't know what you're doing, but, uh, you know, this is wrong. And I'm like, why? Because yeah. you read a Media media Matters clip, which, by the way, Media Matters is owned by George Soros. That's not made up. Yeah. It's literally a company made to... De it destroys America. Yeah. But you don't want to do any research because you think I'm an idiot because I brought up George Soros and nothing's and, been brought... And they're like, but I read the headlines. Yeah, they're like, listen, <laughs> That's man, all. That's nothing more than a frightening word and everything that you're saying is fake. 
That's why everything's been shut down. We've been imprisoned in our homes and there's nothing left of our country because it's all pretend. And you're like, you're right. What was I thinking? Put on a mask and get on a plane. Like, have you ever, can you even grasp the fact that what is considered liberal, which is what I would think that I am, is now the people that are championing um, the government. Yeah. They're the ones that are saying, listen to everything that the people control us say because yeah. they have our best interest at heart. Yeah, they're a bunch of weird cucks yeah. who want to be dominated. And they, you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, it's so Not bizarre. only that, but they're like, down with the old white man. And then they elect the oldest, whitest man on earth. Yeah, ever. Yeah. Who's like, const- no one can see the irony. <laughs> Who's of constantly game? saying <laughs> racial slurs and they're like, do, 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 do. Yeah, they're like, you didn't mean that. Yeah. 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 Same. And then, like, yeah, all the I saw a coloring book in downtown Omaha, and it was a sec. It was called like Sexy Joe Biden, wow. and every picture was him and like a shirtless in some sort of scenario with like a raging six pack and huge pecs. And I'm like, dude, he's never been good looking once. No, he is the he had the Homer Simpson haircut back in like the '80s with just oh. like the strands. Well, and it's funny because you can go back to the 80s and he's saying stuff that's so racist for the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah. that's what I mean. Well, he was one of the and guys that like, busted, uh, what was it, uh, the, uh, well, I'm blanking on his name now, the um, the black uh, Supreme Court justice. Yeah, um, uh, it was... Um, Thomas, is it Thomas Clarence? Clarence Thomas. Yeah, Clarence yeah. Thomas. I don't know why I just bl- went blank on there. I think that's a name you attendance. can say. That's a name you can say either way. I yeah, yeah. Cla- Clarence Thomas. But he was like one of the biggest assholes to Clarence Thomas to get him in. And then all of a sudden he's like, I'm going to have uh, all black this and that. And it's like, why did you work so hard? You only like them when you, you only like uh, minorities if they're on your team, apparently. And, you know, and Clarence Thomas owned him. Yeah, and, and even SNL, like you talk about somebody like Dennis Miller, mm-hmm. and, I, and I've done his show, and I like him. And it's like he would talk about they go, "We thought you were liberal," and he goes, "No, I was making fun of who was in power. That's what you do, right?" Yeah. And that all of a sudden stopped at some point. Yeah, you know? yeah. And even when that happened, they made fun of the Democrats, where like you had Dana Carvey playing those like other all the Democrats being like, "Where well, women prefer a more softer porn," you know, like <laughs> where they're talking. Yeah. It's like Clarence Thomas made a joke about a pube on a pop can yeah and it ended up being this huge like horrible yeah, so thing where stupid. they were trying to drag him through the mud yeah where this guy came from very very humble beginnings to oh, work yeah. for what he had oh yeah i've read uh, i've read his book yeah and uh do you read a lot by the way i do i could tell because uh um for one i mean just you even ordering david gunn's book while we were like live on the on the air but even you had a joke that probably went over 97 percent of people's heads when you were talking to kyle well you said kyle what did you read in jail and i thought that that was an interesting question in and of itself and then you said something like the turner diaries and i was like i don't even know if i should explain what the turner diaries is because we'll probably get a strike on youtube yeah, but that was right. a <laughs> but that was a funny funny joke that uh probably went over everyone's head in the room but uh yeah has that always been a, a part of your personality or would you pick that up yeah when i was young my parents were both people that just read a lot nice. my dad always was a reader yeah. my mom was and they just had every book imaginable like in the house and yeah i just yeah. kind of picked it up when i was young yeah and i was more interested and always have been about uh 
real stories and history and biographies. Yeah, yeah. So like when I was a kid, my dad was in Vietnam, so it's 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 interesting. I shoot my show where the movie JFK was filmed. Oh, wow. And my dad took me to see JFK when I was nine. So I knew about, like, assassination stuff <laughs> yeah. and all kinds of crazy things. And it's, like, just because he wanted me to know history. So I knew this crazy amount of history when I was young. And it's always fascinated me because everything that's happened, and, and even trying to erase that, like people are trying to do, is is, in, is just wrong on every level to me. Yeah. But I find it, it it all to be so important. Like, And I, I love reading biographies and what people actually did. Like, I, I love movies because they're cinematically beautiful, mm-hmm. but I don't find a made-up story... It's just not fun yeah, for me. It's yeah. like, oh, yeah, you thought of this, but then if you read the thing that actually happened, yeah. it's so fascinating because yes. it's always worse and scary. It is always worse. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. always a lesson in it. And because I remember sitting there when I was about 10 and I'm looking up and I was trying to read Christine, the book, and I'm like, this is the longest, most ridiculous <laughs> thing. And there, there was a book called Helter Skelter that my dad had. I'm like, reading that right now because yeah. we just did an episode on Laurel Canyon. I don't know if you've ever heard of those conspiracy theories, yeah. but I bought, I got uh, that and a couple other Manson books and uh, was going to read it. Watson is and texting him regularly. No, Seriously? but here's the <laughs> yes. deal. And I'm not joking. During your show tonight, I got a message from Bruce Davis of the Manson family. Cause I really, have, yeah, I, we interviewed him for this, for the Laurel Canyon episode. And, uh, they're they're like big uh, born again Christians and just kind of like roll with it. And um, I told him, hey, we're doing a podcast. Me and a, a buddy of mine met at church doing this podcast. And so Bruce agreed to do the interview. Text didn't want to like go on camera or anything, but he messages me, and um, it's pretty much just like Bible verses and stuff like that. Like uh, they just talk about the Bible and Christianity. But yeah, during during your uh, show tonight, afterwards when I check my phone, it's like you have a message from Bruce Davis. That's crazy. So yeah, but I'm actually reading. I, I'm reading like Helter Skelter, just like a variety of different um, viewpoints on it. Cause I want to do an episode on that. Cause that was such a cultural changing event, which impacted art and so many things, but, Oh, Brian um, Wilson. And yeah. There's yeah. So many connections to it. Yeah. And it, it really is one, a fascinating, fascinating point in history. Yeah. You know, they went to the wrong house. They killed, uh, yeah. Roman Polanski's wife. Um, yeah. It really, in reality and people probably will get pissed, but it's like, don't you deserve some level of forgiveness after this amount of time? I yeah. forget. Yeah, uh, they're her ninety. Name. That Bruce Davis is eighty nine. Yeah, and the the one woman they want to release, and people. I are think upset she got out. Yeah, did she get out? That, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, she I just did. It just happened, right? Yeah, like the week that she was released, I was driving to Austin's, and I got a phone call from Bruce Davis, and he's like, "Hey, buddy," and uh, he was like, "I said, when are you get your next shot at being out?" And he's like, "Well, they just let I don't even know her name, but they just let her yeah. out, so I'm thinking I might have a good chance this December." I'm like. All right, cool, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's terrible, but it's like at the same time, you know, Roman Polanski didn't exactly do good things. Yeah, <laughs> but he did young say things. the least. Yeah, well, he also against their will. Yes, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. he also he was, uh, you know, the girl did say that even all these years later, like, no, I went there to do that, and it's totally consensual. Yeah. He's a weird like, little she's bastard. Never, yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's because Roman's like, I'm gonna let Charlie out. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> come let he's coming for you. What were you? Did you have a story with that though about the Helter Skelter book? You said that no, I remember reading it. And it was the first time, like I was trying to read Stephen King books. Okay, yeah, because yeah. I've always had some interest in horror. I think yeah. everybody does at a young age. Like I've noticed that with my son. But of I yeah, to keep I, I, yeah, I kept them from it. But they, it's like a fascination. It is, and it's, it's like what is this death? Thing? Yeah, I think it's it's a, it's a fascination yeah. in death, and then you want to. 
your interest in being a teenager, so you kind yeah. of have an interest in that. In scary stuff, there's like, why is there things that are scary? Like when they first, you know, Absolutely. start learning that the world is a disaster. Well, yeah, <laughs> and Halloween is your first curiosity. Yeah. And I read Helter Skelter, and I was trying to read that, and I was like, this is the craziest book. And, I, and then I was explained that it wasn't uh, fake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's, Who told you that it wasn't fake? Uh, probably my mom. <laughs> this guy's honest. got a crazy You're imagination. Like, this is real life. Yeah, like, this is a real thing. And, and that's when they just it. went to the liquor cabinet. Yeah. Well, pulled, that's kind of, <laughs> pulled the double. Yeah, that's kind yeah. of your fault. There's crime scene photos in the book. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, there are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah my, and this was like one. This was like I. I wish I still had it because it was probably like first edition. <laughs> yeah, you know, like they had everything, but they always cared a lot. Like they didn't hide. They didn't shelter much from from yeah. me at all. Like I remember, it was when, when Philadelphia came out, and I wasn't very familiar with even sex. Obviously, at that age. And I'm just watching. And you were this 20 movie. at the time. Yes, I was 20. <laughs> uh, it was my 22nd birthday, <laughs> and I had just brought home my gay lover. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it's like I'm, I think it was 10, and yeah. we were like, "Oh, let's watch Philadelphia." Tom Hanks is in it yeah. from Turner and Hooch and Big. Yeah. So I'm watching like my favorite comedic actor die of AIDS <laughs> slowly. <on the> <laughs> And I'm just sitting there, like, not understanding. Like, a tear's coming out of my eye. My mom's horrified. My dad's making a face like he's not okay with me saying this, but he's not saying anything. Yeah, he's like, do I shut it off? Does that make it weird? He's like, yeah, I don't know if I'm supposed to say, look, uh, they deserved it. (laughs) uh, Not that he would. I'm completely kidding. He just said stop. Yeah, it was like they always made me very aware of what was going on in the world. Yeah. I think it was a good thing. Yeah, and and I don't I don't do the same with my son necessarily, but if you can in this world. There's no way. <laughs> yeah, and like, but I was like, oh, I remember my dad taking me to see Terminator Two, and so I showed him Terminator Two. Yeah, and he loved every second of it. Yeah. he didn't repeat any bad words. Nice. He just saw it as this really cool movie, and I was like, okay, you have the same interest in cinema that I did. So I think it's it's a good thing to have some idea of what the world is around you, even when you're young. Yeah, of you course. know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And um, yeah, I've been thinking about Terminator Two is probably one of my favorite movies. Because you like great. when that came out, do you even remember? Like that, that was the most blown I saw away the theater ever, with my dad. I've ever been. My I'm brother just, and like, I went. Yeah, my parents. I saw it at home. They were like, because I, you know, could hear it down the. It was calling to me, <laughs> yeah. bad to the bone, and I yeah. came down and I was like, "Is the shirtless guy, dude?" It was and the f- like take take a seat. So I think I gotta. I want to. I've been waiting so long to watch it with my son. I know he's gonna love <laughs> Dude, it. Dude, I saw it when I was nine. My son's eight, and I my dad <laughs> brought us to the theater, and I sat there with my dad, and I was blown away. It was the first thing that you CGI, and like, yeah. I didn't. It wasn't even in for the language. I just remember being a little frightened where the guy, yeah, like, poked, you know, the yeah. eyeball. I knew you were gonna say that. Yeah, because you. And but my dad explained that he goes, "That's actually those are twins." And it was like my dad would teach me how movies work because he knew I love film. Like my dad had a Zenith camcorder I'd been playing with since I was five. Yeah. So he would like find like tapes at like the video store or like books at, and he would show them to me of like how movies worked. 
Yeah. And I did the same because my son wanted to watch Poltergeist. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's PG, and I hadn't seen it in years. And yeah, was, dude, the PG, that's how that's Austin how Austin talks know. about that movie yeah. specifically all the yeah, time. Yeah, about why I hate horror films. Pet Cemetery, Poltergeist, <laughs> yeah. the ones that are like, this one's PG, it's a family affair. Never gonna sleep again. Kids' shoes with feet still in them. You're like, no, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, my parents come in to say goodnight. I just got construction lights set up with my eyes duct tape <laughs> open, and I'm just screaming. Yeah, dude, it's it's terrifying, and I watched that with him, but nothing scared him in the movie. And I remember when the skulls are coming up in the pool. Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> I'm like, why are you laughing? Yeah, yeah. and uh, but he was terrified of the clown. And he admitted it right after he watched it. He goes, okay, the clown did scare me. And I said, oh. So I found a video on how they made the clown and how it like nice. stretched out. And he yeah, watched yeah. it. He's like, oh, that's really... So he was so interested in special effects after right. that. It didn't scare him at all. That's like, awesome. He was so interested. And I think that was an interesting thing because I just saw the PG label. And I was like, oh, it's I, I guess it's not that scary. Then I was part way into it and I'm like oh right they didn't have PG-13 then and this yeah. is terrifying yeah, <laughs> yeah and they're like does that girl actually die in the movie that's uh, how scary it well, was well it's part three after she had impacted bowels god knows how that happened with Hollywood <laughs> producers yeah I mean they're all celibate <laughs> did, so what did your dad uh, <laughs> what branch of the military was your dad in the Vietnam army um, what uh, was he uh, just like infantry army or he was infantry and then uh, he stayed on as a medic after okay um, and he was exposed to agent orange yes which isn't doesn't Marilyn Manson have that same background like his dad he could I thought that he like I could be completely recalling this wrong but I thought in his book he says that he was like in a special school for kids who who are retarded well kids who were impacted by their parents at being exposed to like agent orange it's it very this, possible yeah so um, I know a lot of people that were my uh, my friend my my dad's best friend who was a marine did everything that he could to help my dad yeah and he runs this VA hospital the problem was was my mom who was massively proud or depressed bipolar all these things never mm-hmm. filled out the paperwork right I see and she did it twice and that's kind of why they denied it huh. And then he did everything. His, uh, his his last name is LeBranch. He's a really good human being. He's helped out a lot of soldiers. Uh, yeah. He's helped them get a lot of money who really deserved it. And at this point, like my brother and I have even said, like if they ever paid us what we're owed, which is four hundred grand, which is ten uh, percent of what he lost. Wow. Uh, paying out of pocket, we would just donate that probably to a family. Yeah. Like it, because right now it's just because there's a lot of people that need it now that. We it's not even about that. It's just the fact that they killed our father and took no responsibility for it whatsoever. Yeah, and that war was a completely unjustified war. Yeah, started ever, by Jim Morrison's dad. Yeah, was it really? He yeah, was, his dad was in the submarine. Was the captain of the submarine that popped it off? Or the ship. Ship. Yeah. What was that? The Gulf. It was. It? Yeah, the Gulf of Tonkin. Yeah. Jim Morrison's dad was I the captain. Yeah, dude. His, Jim Morrison's dad has a Wikipedia page. <laughs> so is he a psyop? The that's what that's, Laurel yeah, Canyon, yeah yeah man. the the Laurel Canyon book uh, weird oh, weird scenes one. inside yeah. the canyon yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you should okay. check yeah, out yeah, our yeah. All of I thought you were talking like, about the murders okay no no, no, no it's like all of these bands from Laurel Canyon all have a very weird backstory they are all their parents are from military intelligence will yeah. you send that to me yeah yeah, yeah we'll, we'll send it to you and people should check it out what is it episode three I mean it, yeah. we call it, it's called like Laurel Canyon on Tool Shit Art Club but okay. uh, and then we asked Bruce he asked Bruce Davis like. 
tell us about like Laurel Canyon thing. Laurel Canyon, never been there. Yeah, we're oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so because here's, I've been there. Because here's the thing, <laughs> I've never heard of it. No, the, weird. I was there for a while. Where, so the I, the idea the is whiskey. Like, never heard. Of it. Yeah, a, a lot of people were getting killed there at that time. The whiskey a hoo hoo. Yeah, I've never heard of it. Never performed there once. Yeah. Ride the what snake? I've never heard of snakes. Yeah. No, the, the 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 idea is that a lot of people were getting killed by the CIA. So when I asked Bruce Davis about Laurel Canyon, he's like, "Never been there." And yeah. like, just and it's like, dude, you were the the maybe not him specifically, but the Manson family was known to hang out yeah. there, like live there. And he's like, "Nope, don't know about that." And but he'll talk about pretty much everything. So I gotta I gotta give everyone the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. I don't want to. No, I must have taken some acid there, <laughs> yeah, yeah, which we more. called truth serum, which was given to us by <laughs> <Yeah>. our dads. <laughs> but. Uh, I, so, do it you ever? Why the doors suck? <laughs> <laughs> no, they were the better one out of the, the most of the. A lot of those bands I, back then. So I, I could never get. I like a, a lot of their. I like a lot of. I like a lot of. I I like a lot of the music. Right. Like yeah. when Jim Morrison died, it's sad they went under because it's like you didn't <laughs> yeah. lose the talent; you just lost the idiots. Because you, like, you guys were like yeah. that dude with the Ray with the organ. Everyone's yeah. like, no, we don't do no organs. Yeah, no yeah. Just yeah. organist yeah. out of yeah. work. Yeah. No one wants the organ. Yeah. They're yeah. like, yeah, you got the guy who pulls out his penis. Also, he dies at 27 and looks 52. He's morbidly <laughs> obese. I know. I that's so weird, is it not? I, How do you fall off like that? Yeah. Dude. What do you think the about... The bearded bit Jim Morrison. It's my. Th- it's the best one. It what is the best one. What about Frank Zappa? Like, I love Frank Zappa. You, you do? You don't think I should? I do though. Here's no, that's lie. fine. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I just want to say, Dave. Like I love the music of Frank Zappa. But here's the deal. This is you can be honest with us. You don't have to pretend. Like you can be honest that you no, secretly I, I do. don't like, like if, Frank if Zappa. <laughs> no, I, I I did like Frank Zappa. You don't have to pretend, Dave. It's okay. No, you it, can just tell us the I, truth. I, I know most people hate Dave, him. tell us the truth. <laughs> no, I like Frank Zappa. I thought he was a great guitar player. We, so I was telling him in the episode. It's like Tom Waits. You might think I don't like Tom Waits, but I genuinely do. I even played a song of his. My What's like a wrong. good Frank Zappa song? If, if, no, what, you sound like a Drew fan, so you got to let us know your Yeah, tell songs. us like a song that will make me like Zappa. And I, the reason why we're saying this is in the episode, I said that after reading about the Laurel Candy conspiracies, I was free to not pretend to like him. like the main handler the log cabin and had underground tunnels oh yeah. yeah yeah frank zappa was yeah he was like you gotta read this book like Lord. people there's a guy who was but like, then he went into politics i've interviewed dweezil i liked dweezil too so yeah. there's a guy who bought That's zappa's crazy. house and found like a, a he moved a bookcase and there's a stairwell and he went down it and it was connected to all the other houses in the neighborhood and it was zappa's old house and then the house burnt down yeah so a lot of houses reliable? burned down in laurel Canyon. oh yeah. dude the, the author david mcgowan he of this did, book it's just facts like because he researched the whole thing because i'm like i've read this book like three times and listened to it i pull out my phone during an interview yeah, yeah yeah i don't care so okay I see what? here's the deal the book is called uh weird, weird scenes, scenes inside, inside the, the canyon, canyon. it see took me at the same time it, it should have taken I'm me buying it right it, now it, yeah yeah yes i love when you just buy books yeah dude, that's a true fact but i want to know this if this is real so here's the deal. It took me weeks to read this book and it should have taken me two days because I would read a paragraph and then I'd have to Google what he said and he would leave out like the most sensational parts of the story. Like it would, it was worse than what he said and when you think, like just the intro had me hooked because he just lays out the narrative of like, remember he's, how... He's also hilarious, dude. Yeah, he's... Yeah. Like not even if it's in the, just the way he says things like, oh, no big deal, just another suicide. Yeah. Because the, like, the cops found this one singer and he was beaten... <laughs> 
and bludgeoned and shot and then doused with gasoline and the cops were like suicide. Yeah, and that's how a lot of those stories <laughs> are. Serious? Did What's you find the most insane yeah, death? Did you find dude? the book? I did, yes. Yeah, it, it's it's insane. So one of the things other that I had said was being a musician in high school, I always I would say I had musical influences even if I didn't, if they sounded cool. So I would tell people I liked Frank Zappa even though I secretly didn't. No, I understand <laughs> that cuz I've done that with bands many times. Yeah. Here's why I like Frank Zappa. Because when I was young, I started doing drugs, and I liked what it was. There it is. Okay. <laughs> and then it was the same as The Doors, though. I told yeah. everybody I liked The Doors, and I just admitted I did not. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Frank Zappa, I was like, oh, this is crazy. He's on a ton of drugs. And I found out he didn't do drugs at all. Yeah, And I yeah. thought that was kind of interesting. That is interesting. You know, because yeah. he seemed, you know, like, you know, he had, like, Muffin Man and stuff like that. There were, like, these bizarre songs, and I kind of liked that he was avant-garde at the time for yeah. even a time that was trying so desperately to be avant-garde. That's because he was probably full military. Yeah, of course. he was. You got to read the thing. Yeah, like, it's a psyop. Okay, like so Dancing at, Fool? Like, I don't know. I just don't. At the top of Laurel Canyon. I'm going to read this crap out of this book. Dude, we'll do that and then we'll, let's <laughs> do a <laughs> Zoom. Let's do a Zoom interview yeah, after, after you read you, it. I want, yeah, after you read I'm it, we just got to talk to you. I guess I can go back and listen and yeah. maybe I'll tell you later I don't. But I, he was good at guitar and like... Was he not? I did see a, uh, someone. Okay, my, so, my whole thing was, right, I said that I never liked, I, I didn't like Frank Zappa before the book, only because when I was in high school, that's what, like, if kids got into guitar or a bass, you'd go well, over like to your buddy's house and he's like, Zappa, man. Yeah, and I would have friends, like, pay, play me music. And I was like, Detroit I don't know Detroit wasn't this that, is. though, because we were all into hip hop and stuff. Yeah. So we didn't really discuss that. Like, for that, it was more, it's like if somebody says Neil Peart for the best yeah. drummer, but Neil Peart's still a good drummer. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, you can't, I can't say that. If you say that, it's like, yeah, he's really talented, though. <laughs> well, someone did. Uh, so I had posted clips of me shitting on Zappa on our on our Instagram, and someone sent me a guitar solo from him, and I was like, okay, that was actually pretty good. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, I think he's really talented. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was. I, funny, I guess that but. doesn't mean that he's not this. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we we should, you really should read it, and then we'll do a Zoom afterwards and see what you say. Yeah. Did, did you ever because so with your dad being in Nam? I mean, I like Slum Village from Flint. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. I just like how you and uh, David Gunn are like, oh yeah, the death fight. Like yeah, and yeah. then we're just from like the cornfields, yeah, Nebraska. Well, like, like, I've like, seen a fight, but it wasn't yeah. a death match. Well, like growing up in Detroit, like I grew up on Motown and soul music and like R and B and then rap and then also like everything. So it's like I never really. So like stuff like that, those little more rock and avant garde. Like we weren't into as much stuff as I guess you guys would be. So like the Doors, yeah. Like I was like, oh, this is cool because we took acid. And then I'm like, I really don't like this. <laughs> you, I don't know, dude. Okay, I got I have a confession What's about that? the Doors because um, I got really got into him probably about like twenty or twenty one, yeah. and I was already doing stand up at that time, and then I started just listening to all their music. Like I liked the poetry of a, a lot. Like it was just weird. Yeah. Yeah. Of you know, Morrison's? yeah. Like where yeah, he's like, awake. A, none of it makes sense. It's all shake st- dreams yeah. from your hair. My pretty child. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. what is this? And, uh, it's but then a phony writes. I, I bought, I, after I read all the, the books, I bought a pair of those like boots that they would wear with the straps. And then I'd get real drunk. Do you know what I hate? <laughs> what, that's how. That's what you do in your candy, like impression of like, just act like an idiot. That's how this we is see the your, end. And I can admit that, yeah, I was influenced. You know, yeah. 
the worst. I am the lizard king. Yeah. Mother, I want to. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to yell it because my mom actually watches the podcast and she'll be very what, concerned what if I finish that line. I will edit that straight what out. The line from uh, the Doors movie where it's like, does life imitate art or does art imitate Andy? <laughs> It makes you want to shoot the TV. <laughs> like Elvis seeing Robert Goulet on it. You may know, when you're talking about Detroit. You, Dude, I do like that movie. All the Elvis movies? No, oh, The Doors? Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, going back to that. I, I did when I saw it when I was younger. Me too, yeah, I when you're in high school. I, yeah, I don't, know if it, I don't know if I like anything Elvis Stone's done now. Dude, I like, I like some JFK of the cinematic shots of The Doors is awesome. Like the beginning, yes. Riders on the Storm. Well, Val Kilmer's great. Right. And then oh, the yeah. scene when he's like five to one, we're like, no one here. That whole scene of getting out and he's like lighting his girlfriend on fire in the closet. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this guy's nuts. Well, the pay. Coyote uh, scene's good. I do, like, have you ever read the Nash, Natural Born Killers script that Tarantino wrote? Oh, no, no. Like, there's a reason he didn't go to the premiere, because he's like, wow, you took out the whole romance and, like, no, the whole thing I created. I've read the original script of 8mm, yeah. which was yeah. similar to, like, the Natural Born Killers one. I haven't yeah. actually read the original Natural Born Killers, though. It's really good. Yeah. And then you're like, you kind of look at it and I, go, and I, I actually don't mind Natural Born Killers, but you kind of yeah, look yeah. at it and go, how did you get this from that? Like, at least Really, I really... I, I what I remember at the time when that came out, I remember... <laughs> Quentin Tarantino being pissed that he had Oliver Stone had made uh, Rodney Dangerfield's character like a blatant pedo. Uh, pedo. Yeah. You know, and it was supposed to be like subtle or whatever. And he just subtle. came out and he's like, I'm for him. That's why, like, I, I couldn't even watch Rodney Dangerfield's stand up. Because yeah. I saw Natural I, Born Killers before I started watching stand up, oh, and I'm see, like, it's the eyes. Thank God I knew him when I, like, look at my yeah, shirt. I, know you're shirt. <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> I grew up on Dangerfield because yeah. my dad, like, that was who my yeah. dad was, one liner after one liner. <laughs> so I knew him as a, as a guy from The Tonight Show. So I always loved yeah. him. Yeah. Thank God. Because, yeah, when I saw that, it was weird because it was like, yeah, go upstairs and wash yourself. And, you know, yeah, 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 yeah I'm like, go up there and see how clean you are. And I was like, oh my Lord. Yeah, it's like, God, did you read this script? Yeah, <laughs> sir. And that's, I get Tarantino's point because he's like, this isn't what, and then he shot it like a sitcom. Yeah. So when he's like grabbing And there's her, laughing yeah, and all like that. It was track. so disturbing. It yeah, is and weird, Tarantino's yeah. like, this isn't, like, true romance, he's like, yeah, you understood what I was trying to make. Like, right. arguably, he probably made the scene with Walken and Dennis Hopper probably better than Tarantino even could. But it was not, uh, Interesting. It's not the same. Yeah, it's not the same. Anyway, we're getting off. We, no, it's. Uh, we, did you ever? Would you ever read books about Vietnam with your dad being there? Did you ever like read any, 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 any books on that? Like we were soldiers once and young, or I saw we. I saw we were soldiers. I don't know yeah. what. I mean, I've read books of the time period. I've watched yeah. a ton of movies on it with my yeah. dad. Like I remember watching Apocalypse Now, and my dad's just like, "You'd be court-martialed for that." <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you watch like Platoon, and it's you know, like an ear necklace. Yeah. Okay. Then what? You know, what like what dead presidents? It's like you're gonna put a head in your backpack. <laughs> what about Rambo? Um, actually, the original Rambo very, is very accurate yeah. to somebody who has PTSD. Yeah. yeah. When part two comes out, you're like, how's this the same guy? Yeah. <laughs> I know, like two and three. How are... about the last one when the author denounced the movie and Sylvester Stallone for life because yeah. he cuts a man's heart out and then kills people in underground tunnels he dug to a door song? Dude. Oh, you mean... Uh, <laughs> 
Rambo Last Blood yeah. when he crucifies a guy with yeah, a bow and arrow. Dude, and yeah, I love that movie. I, I honestly do. Dude, yeah. so I love it too. Yeah. I, I mean, when he gets the cartel to dude, chase I mean, him back and then home alones him. <laughs> yeah, dude, in the underground tunnels, he dug. What do you yeah. What do you do, <laughs> Uncle Uncle Rambo? Dig. Yeah, and then That's he, what he, he hands wanted. her a knife this big, and she's like, "What is it?" He's like, "It's a letter opener." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he home alone's him. That is, where's Uncle Rambo? He's in the oh, tunnels I loved, again. And I love the um one right before it. Uh, what that's in the jungle? Now, oh, dude! Where you yes. meet the love interest, and four seconds later, she's gunned down by people on the other <laughs> boat. And I am not exaggerating by the time. Dude, dude, that I laughed out loud. Do yeah, in the theater. It's murdered brutally. I, dude, I have a friend. I have this friend and James, and he's like, whenever back when we were younger, anytime like an action movie came out, he's like, go to this movie with me, yeah. because any insane, <laughs> gratuitous violence, and I am laughing so hard that like everyone in the theater will just start laughing at something no one should laugh at, yeah, like yeah. you're making Rambo a comedy. <laughs> Because you're yeah. right. You're like, what is happening? <laughs> when he's just mowing down, he kills the whole army. Oh, it's the best. With the yeah, and he and like their bodies are just like exploding. <laughs> oh, dude. dude, it's yeah, it's wild. No, I was just curious because I've read a lot on on Vietnam. My my mom's uh, uncle uh, died in Vietnam, and I don't know if that's why I've just known about the war since I was a kid because that was my mom's first like traumatic memory was when he when he died, and um, so I'd always had a fascination with it. So I've read a lot of books on it, and I was just curious, you know, if you ever read to try to understand stuff your dad went through or. You know, the most interesting thing I ever read, and I, I, I've always wanted to, in a way, publish it, but I want to have my family's blessing, and it was a book written by my uncle, mm -hmm. and he was court-martialed in Vietnam, and when he got taken out, my dad had stayed on as a medic because he had a degree in psychology, but he had also had a few other degrees, but then he was like a, a high school basketball coach and some other stuff, and um, he went and got my uncle Doug, who was my mom's brother. Mm-hmm. And it's this entire book about what he had to deal with being the youngest brother, abuse, uh, all this other stuff. And mm -hmm. he was caught shooting heroin, trying to deal with some stuff after what had happened to him in the war. Yeah. And he ran a rehab center and, and was doing methadone. And everything's looking up and the book just ends because he, he died uh, in the 90s when Damn. he OD'd. Damn. Yeah. And it's like... That, to me, I found it in a shoebox when my mom died. Wow. And to me, it meant a lot because it really gives you this idea of this post-traumatic st stress that he had had yeah. while being in the war and how it always affected him. And I think that, to me, and it, it's like nobody else has read it. But to yeah. me, I think it looks, it gives a story of like this soldier who was raised in this sort of 1950s into 60s America, like this really Americana place, yeah. and then how it turned, then it became 80s, and then it became, like, this whole way wow. our culture changed. Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah, wow. and I really, I really would like to one day put it out because I think it's such an important yeah. thing that I read. And like is wow. uh, and that, that's to me I don't know that just sticks out I realize it's nothing anybody can look at but that's it's it's important to me and yeah. I'm trying to think of like I've read a lot of books of the Vietnam era yeah 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 um the ones about soldiers specifically I can't really think about right now yeah um I'm sure if you name some I may have read no some. and I could give you recommendations if you're if you're ever looking yeah. but yeah I mean like um, I've always wanted I was just to, curious you know my brother's always wanted to write one or like do a movie or something because we've talked to so many people. Yeah, yeah. Over the years, because they wanted to talk to us, 
because yeah. they saw what my dad went through. Because, like, dude, my dad had a halo drilled into his head. Damn. Like, my dad was, uh, my dad was the dad to so many people in our neighborhood because he, he, he coached these kids in high school, but then yeah. he was a baseball coach to all of us. He ran Little League. He, like, he meant everything to so many kids. Yeah. So when my dad died when we were teenagers, like, he was this huge part of so many wow. people's lives that, like, I remember the funeral procession was, like, miles and miles good, long going good, to, yeah, like, wow. and he's buried where, like, Aretha Franklin was, and it's, like, it was longer than that. Yeah. So he meant the world to people. That's, yeah, that's really good, that's man. That's yeah. That's what I want to, like, that's the legacy that people should tr- should try to, that- to leave behind, you know. Um, have the neighbor kit, like we don't have any more where people know their neighbors or, you know, want to help the neighbor kids out. And I've kind of wanted to be that guy in my neighborhood. You know, I want to be the guy that the, that the kids are uh, comfortable with. Well, I'll tell you what though. I was, uh, I had to park my car. (laughs) I do have, I do. It's funny you say that because I'll tell you why. I hear you die of brain cancer. (laughs) (laughs) I had uh, I was not just about I your know what you meant. Yeah, but, but I just thought it was funny to yeah, make it even darker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I had these uh, th- these kids who live on my block, and um, uh, I would work out with them in, in the summer. And because uh, I had a weight set, and I said, "Hey, if you guys want to use it, you can." And um, I was sick uh, a couple months ago, and my car was parked around the corner, and and I had to go get it and i had to like look around and make sure the kids run out and then ran to my car because i knew if i walked to my car the kids would stop me and be like hey play four square with us or play catch or do this yeah. or do that and so i ran to my car and then i kind of felt bad because i was i felt bad but then i also felt good to that you know me walking just down the block would you know that i had to be careful because like i said i was sick and i couldn't you know, sit there, but there's not that anymore. I feel like in, in neighborhoods, some of it's rightfully so. Some people like found out about, uh, I'll tell you Johnny that, Gosh the world, and they're like, Oh, I don't want any part of that. So they don't yeah, let their kids outside. The, but the world <laughs> yeah, I grew yeah. up in, <laughs> I, um, I remember we lived on a hill and there was like a half circle on top, half circle on bottom. Yeah. And we we're riding down and I fell and scratched my knee. And the, one of the boys took me in to see his dad to make sure it was all right. And he was like, probably 400 pounds and taking a shit. And I was like, I really don't need my knee looked at, I'm thinking. And so he's like looking at my knee and like, and I'm thinking to myself as a kid is like, how is this dude even on? I couldn't see the toilet. All right. So he's shitting and looking and he's like, like, the knee is fine. And then I laugh. I'm just like, I what do you even do? I mean, I'm like, I'm like eight. I'm like, this horrified. The door is open. So is that your America? That's what you want back? <laughs> Dude, make America great again. I take remember it. when you could walk in on your neighbors taking a shit. <laughs> neighbors dad taking yeah. a shit. I just remember we had one neighbor where he brought me into his uh, garage and we built birdhouses, but he accidentally spilled paint on my shirt. So I took it off and he took a Polaroid of me. <laughs> oh, no. And he's like, yeah, well, this will be the day we spilled the paint. And then he put the Polaroid on the wall and it was like 30 other pictures of kids with Polaroids. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that seems weird. 
Are you serious? No. <laughs> it's, from a, it's from an after school special called oh. The Day We Spilled the Paints. Is it really? That's a real one? It's the funniest thing. Watch it. Wait, is it about a guy that yeah, just he kills kids? It's a, no, he doesn't kill him, but he'll walk into like a birthday party and like, that's Mr. Richter, whatever his name is. So he brings this kid into his garage to build a birdhouse and just like throws paint on him, like not even on accident. He goes, you better take your shirt off. And the kid does and he grabs Where did they show this thing to you guys? On, dude, it was on like every channel in the 80s. And he turns around yeah, and he goes, This is a picture for the day. We'll always remember for the day we spilled the paint. And he takes a picture of the kid without a shirt on and takes the Polaroid and just hangs it on a wall. And there's like 50 other pictures. Is that kids. the end of the movie? Is that uh, how it ends? No, well, no. And the kid like leaves. And at the end, the, the guy ends up getting arrested because he's been taking shirtless pictures of every kid in the he neighborhood. He just throws for- paint on him. <laughs> oh, man. Like, oh, we're building a birdhouse. And he's like, Whoops! I All spilled right. pain on you. I thought the, the yeah, I thought it was gonna go. Number one, I didn't it's know it was hysterical. a real thing, I and I didn't know it. The, the, I couldn't help it. The birdhouse was well, gonna be on his pants. The, like, <laughs> there's that in the 1950s one where it's like, look out for homosexuals. <laughs> Have you ever seen that? No. Oh, it's a black and white one where they're like, see Billy, and it's like an old older guy pulls up in a car. He's got glasses <laughs> on. He's like, that is a homosexual, and he's like, don't get in the car with him. And then the kid gets in. He's like, he's gonna take you down to the fishing pier and they might never see you again <laughs> oh they weren't wrong though uh, no. <laughs> no they should have listened look what happened <laughs> now the whole world oh the slippery play. slope was a real yeah, argument that's what I'm saying uh, yeah, whoever directed that was like I tried to warn you yeah, like, look at you Look at all of you now. <laughs> I working no kitchen yard. Did you Penis ever is cut off? <laughs> did you ever watch like old school uh, South? That's like, a non-binary. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. Do you ever notice on like pre <laughs> pre nine eleven South yeah. Park how they would always make fun of Vietnam vets? How oh yeah, and like they had the guys like I'm scared, and I was thinking about it, and I was like they pro- when those guys were growing up, they knew probably nothing about PT. PTSD. So they probably just had like weird uncles and neighbors who would freak out at Thanksgiving and just oh. think it's funny. So then they like grew up and make South Park and would just roast them. And then after 9-11, I feel like they kind of backed off of that. But they were so brutal to fats. Well, yeah. Well, I always thought it was funny, though, because we grew up with that. And I was a freshman when that show came out. Probably, yeah. yeah. And I remember, you know, like my friend's dad had PTSD and my dad <laughs> didn't have that where it was very violent. Yeah, yeah. But I remember my friend's dad, like, he had to keep doors locked because he was, like, fighting Charlie. He thought there was <laughs> helicopters screaming and you're like, you're like, why are we sleeping over at your house? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you want to go down to the fridge and sneak ice cream? Like, no. <laughs> no, <laughs> do I want? I want to be alive yeah. to yeah, yeah, yeah. army you're, crawl you're, around yeah. here. Your dad's coming behind me just covered in leaves. <laughs> <laughs> So you thought South Park was, f- like, you You thought that it's was funny. So as yeah, he just never, jabs a knife into your Capri Sun. Yeah. I could, <laughs> never, straw I could never take offense to that. There was a movie where it was um, not another teen movie, which wasn't good, but Randy Quaid played a few Yeah, Yeah, yeah. And yeah. It, I was laughing my ass off because I knew so many people's dads who ha- were riddled with, with, we didn't know what it was. We just yeah. knew they, we called them flashbacks. That's all we remember. He has flashbacks when he sleeps, and you'd be at your, you know, your buddy's house, and it's <laughs> just the guy's. He's, he saw horror, you know, and like any time they would talk about it, 
My dad talked about stuff rather freely, but yeah. not very in depth. Did he have a sense of humor about it? Yeah. So, do you think that that's what helped him cope with stuff? Was that Big he? Time. Yeah. Big time. I mean, dude, and if he was Gallus, a medic, Gallus humor he, is uh, important. He yeah. probably, if he was a medic, dude, he probably had so many people die in front of him. It's not even funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially if he wasn't good. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he was just there to watch. This one would be dead in about 25 minutes. <laughs> he killed more people than he saved. Uh, <laughs> no, he, um, yeah, he was very, very good, according to a lot of people, which is why he stayed on. They asked yeah. him to, yeah. and he didn't want to, but he did, because he's yeah. like, I. he saw so much with fellow, fellow soldiers. Yeah. But whatever happened, um, he was finally taken off ac- uh, the active duty, and then he was like, all right, I can stay on for, for this, because he was asked to, and then yeah. he ended up serving uh, longer than he was supposed to that's interesting yeah so that is uh that's but very yeah, he had he had several medals which i didn't know until when he was buried and they came and presented a flag which was you know nice that's almost four million dollars <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and they shot guns he, into the here's sky. your flag and your empty shells yeah, yeah they shot off four <laughs> guns other soldiers six of my Friend's dad's jumped. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. It was, it was at a Detroit cemetery where Aretha's buried, so there were eight crips shooting back. <laughs> were you, are you from, like, you're not from Eight Mile, right? But you, you've referenced Eight Mile. Or were, no, are you I from that up, area? I am, or? yeah. Uh, I grew up in Gross Point, which is a, a more upscale city, but I didn't grow up in this area that is, people hear Gross Point and they go, oh, you're rich. And it's like, no. I grew up in a, a very nice, it was middle class mm-hmm. as can be, and I grew up on in the border of a city called Harper Woods, which is sadly now like the seventh most dangerous city in Michigan. Oh, wow. My driveway was Harper Woods. My house was Gross Point. My parents okay. worked very hard. Like my, my dad's dad left the day he was born. Uh, very, my dad came from nothing, and his yeah. name was Donalyn, and they changed it to Landau, uh, a guy down the street who raised him. Oh, wow. And took care of him. So he, he never knew his father. Damn. And my aunt tried to always find him. And did they meet building a birdhouse? They did. They <laughs> met meeting birdhouse. They finally met. <laughs> it was, I think I could only get away with throwing a joke in like that with you. That's oh, right. Dude, I, I know. I know. But there's some people like this be offended. I it's hilarious. Yeah, it's like well, dude, the guy literally walked in and saw that my grandma had twins and was like, I don't want twins and left. What? <laughs> Damn. And this is 1947. That's his, that's his dad? His I don't want twins? Yeah, so like my aunt Try again like next trying time. to like find this guy and and <laughs> my, my dad was always like, why do you want to meet this guy? I don't care. And she's like, I found him and he's like, again, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like a man raised us who we love. Yeah. I don't care about this guy. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and, you know, he came from Irish drunk, so my dad never, like, he, he did drink a bit in college or whatever, but my dad never drank. I never saw him with a beer hmm. my entire life. So whatever he felt like as an, at that point in his life, he just never, never drank. Yeah. It wasn't his thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'd heard that, um, so, like, in Detroit, isn't it, like, if it, you got, like, 10 mile, 9 mile, 8 mile, 7, and, like, after you get past 10 and the lower the number the worse the area is is that yeah. right and then and like, you're kind of on the outskirts of detroit yeah, at that point if, if you got off on an eight mile off of i-94 yeah we were right there so you would get off there and it became it was eight mile and then right at the end of uh that was vernier and that's when it got to 
Mm-hmm. And we were before Vernier, just before Vernier off of Eight Mile. Yeah. And then when you went down Eight Mile, you get down towards like Eastland Mall, Gratiot, then past Gratiot would get a little bit worse. And it was like that dividing line yeah. between sort of this sub- suburban area. Like Eminem is who a lot of people point to. He was from Warren, that mm-hmm. was on one side of Eight Mile. And that was like the dividing line. And I grew up right um, sort of on that dividing line. Yeah. So no, it wasn't like look, it wasn't rough. My parents worked very hard. It's like, but it took me three minutes to get to rough. Yeah. Like yeah, if yeah. I needed drugs, I would just get on the freeway. It was exactly a three minute ride, get off the exit, come back three minutes. Yeah. You know, get off, wait for bird calls, have a crackhead run out, sell you some dime bags. Hell Real yeah. bird calls? Oh yeah. It would be like Ca-ca! and then you go, hoo-hoo, and then they'd no run way. out and like it'd be <laughs> Ten guys surrounding. I thought that was just like a joke you did. That no, that's for real, man. It was a street called Oh man, wait, Weyburn, Bewick, uh, Maryland. It was right off the freeway. That you go to different spots depending if they weren't raided. Yeah, but yeah, you have like twenty guys coming out and they like fluff up their bags to make them look thicker. And then they'd have like ten in their hand. They'd be like, "Come on, man, this was good." Like, and you you'd pick which one. Oh wow! And only a couple times we'd have like guns pulled out. And they'd be like, is this money real? And we'd be like, you know, a mouthy person in the car be like, is that gun real? And they're like, dude, shut up. <laughs> yeah, dude, like, no whoever that kid was probably got killed. Right? No, John's still alive, but I don't know how. <laughs> yeah, he John, says, yeah, yeah John. my buddy John is still alive, although he, uh, he's, he, might, he might watch this, but John's the kind of guy who gets sober. But then just does the right amount of GHB to walk up to the bar and then pass out. <laughs> and then my friend who owns the bar has to tell the cops, like, look, he date raped himself. I have That's the footage. He <laughs> but he doesn't drink. But he doesn't drink. <laughs> like he's he that just guy. hasn't got the ration down. Yeah, I love him. But guy. he's like that guy where it's like, look, guys, I don't drink anymore. I did just Nick Nolte myself. <laughs> <laughs> I got that Eminem song stuck in my head now where he's like, uh, you ain't seen a mile, or what does he say? You ain't seen an effing mile rolled set roll road south, south of 10. 10. And I don't need hell from D12 to beat it. Yeah, that yeah. song. And uh, that's for that's against ICP. Yeah, that part That part was. I can't remember who. Was he dissing ICP at ICP. that point? What's, yeah, what's yeah, the yeah. inside scoop on their drama? Like that, L- that the... Let me give everyone a version and I'll have Dave correct. Of Detroit. No, I want to like the whispers on of Detroit. Well, how let me tell you the outside perspective and then Dave corrects it is what I'm thinking. I thought it was basically right, just yeah. like typical street beef and at one point um, D12 went into a bar that ICP was at and they hopped in their van to leave and D12 shot him with paintball guns. I think it was just like, I just really want to say that part. Of oh, it. I to, think it, to ICP. Yeah, yeah. I think it was just kind of typical street, like up and coming rappers, jealousy getting in the mix and people saying, you know, you're not really from this area. I am. And, and vice versa. I mean, what's the that's a lot of scoop? De- I mean, that's a lot of Detroit. You have, uh, Violent J and Shaggy Two Dope that are more from the suburbs and they were ICP, which was inner city posse. And then they became insane clown posse just by like adding makeup, you know, and doing stuff that was, and they formed this huge kind of a cult thing. Dude, I just saw a juggalo in David City, just a town in the middle of Nebraska. Oh, yeah. One lone um, guy. I, I took a picture. picture with him. Full paint, no two front teeth. Yeah. Just a juggalo with a rat tail. Yeah, I want to get my, my homie Jarvis has been yeah. to so many. <laughs> yeah, these people <laughs> walk among us. <laughs> no, but. My, well, Isham, who is from the hood and a rapper and a rapper that I liked a lot and I've interviewed on a show I had two times ago, uh, who tours with them. He's this uh, 
That's Austin in the. Oh, all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's dressed as Shaggy too, dope. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then Isham, I like. He 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 was like. Uh, he did acid rap, Gotham overcore, hardcore. <laughs> like, it was like he has a, an album called Kick Kick Kill the Fetus. Like it's all like <laughs> it's all like, but it's all tongue in cheek like Satan rap. But it's not. He doesn't feel that way. Yeah. It's just absurd and like it's you know like yeah. his first album is him like leaning on a mustang 5-0 wearing a detroit hat and he's in white face mm-hmm. but then he's all you know like every single song is just about like murder and <laughs> like it's over the top for shock value but yeah it, i've always liked isham because it was just something that was different and i didn't know that i was riding my bike past his studio like every day because he was recording like wow. right by yeah. uh he was recording on eight and a half right by my house um but what, from what I understand is, yeah, that was what happened. Mm-hmm. And then they released a diss track called Slim Anus. Yeah. And then he came back, like, of course my anus is slim. I don't get fucked in mine. And then, because <laughs> yeah. you don't really want to go against Eminem. No, yeah, and way to set him yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, like, the, the, just, it was, just, it was very weird. just wrote the setup. Yeah, like, especially yeah. in his prime. <laughs> yeah, where he was. You're talking, you're talking 20 year old. He would go after them so hard. And Proof was still alive. Yeah. And he was like, this is like sideways visor, blonde hair. I'm on every yeah. pill imaginable. Rolling with Trick Trick. Do you listen <laughs> yeah. to Trick Trick? Yes. Very much. Yes, no, uh, David's uh, got a couple songs of Trick Trick. Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, he, he, and, uh, he and Trick are, are homies. And what's funny, you Trick may or may not appre- appreciate this, but for whatever reason, I just saw that clip on the Opie and Anthony show you and I, I don't even know the other comedian's uh, name that uh, kind of like lunged at you and you're like I ain't afraid of you and I sent that to David Gunn today and I, I texted him I'm like the Detroit came out of, out of Landau in this clip and he was like ha 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 <laughs> so, yeah I just don't want to yeah you don't want to fight in the studio you're just like do you want to go to jail like what are you doing <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah no I, I was I had the, an idea for a podcast with, with Gunn to to do to just talk about all the good music from Michigan because it wasn't even Alice Cooper's from Michigan yes, too, he is, right? Yeah, uh, I saw him live too in an auditorium. Oh, no, I've seen him. Yeah. I saw him when he opened up for uh, for Motley Where, Crue. A couple what year years was ago. that? Um, it was about 10 years ago. He was doing an auditorium in Toledo. I couldn't believe it. It was like <laughs> it's like 500 seats, and he did a show that was it could have been you know, he's amazing. He's got dude, a lot of songs, people don't even realize how good his stuff is. It was on, dude, he sounded like he was 18. Yeah, it was yeah, unreal, and he's doing like "Feed My Frankenstein," and he's born again. So he like that's why of, he sounds so young. Yeah, he pulls. The, <laughs> yeah, he, he pulls the he pulls a lot of the sex out of it, and but the horror still remains there because yeah, yeah. he he wants people to still be aware of the evil. It's a lot like Isham, where it's like it's not yeah it's not pro satanic. He's showing you the evil of the character that he was. Yeah, and it's it's really amazing. I mean, but. Mind yeah. blowing, and he had that girl in the band at the time, the guitarist. Yeah, was, uh, was her Johnny name Nita? Depp? No, no, no. Yes. It, I, think, <laughs> I think her name is is it Nita? Yeah, the one that wears a lot of rings and has four thousand friendship bracelets. <laughs> yeah. uh, I got. They're all to himself. Yeah, I'm a. Uh, You're no, a billionaire. Yeah, Strauss. Uh, Strauss. Vanita yes, her. Strauss. Yeah, She's yeah. Great, Nita dude. Strauss. Yeah, Nita Strauss. Strauss. That's insane, what it is. Insane, dude. No, we should have like uh, we should do that Zoom though with you and David on just talking about all the music from Michigan. And I was talking to this guy once who who was from Michigan, and I was like, dude, you guys got so many cool bands from there. And he's like, yeah. And he named off a couple, and then he goes, and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. 
And I go, what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're not from Michigan, though. That's where Kiedis uh, was no, born. No, Anthony Kiedis is from, um, no, the drummer is from Michigan. And then you have uh, the one that looks like Will Ferrell. I always blank on his name. That's the drummer, yeah. Yeah, um, and then Anthony Kiedis was from Grand Rapids. And his dad uh, was a... Actor, right? I've, I've read uh, Scar so, Tissue because I just his, thought... His dad was a drug dealer. Yeah, yeah out in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. So he would spend his uh, a lot of his time most in Grand Rapids, but then he would go and spend his summers with his dad. And then when he was old enough to kind of make the decision to stay out in hollywood he did yeah yeah but i'm gonna uh, do drugs with my dad but yeah mom. i wouldn't say that they they were formed in michigan yeah i, I was but gonna I mean, say i wouldn't you, claim that but no yeah, but yeah. they were both from michigan uh they both had the michigan blood yeah have you read scar tissue i have yeah, that's how i learned that yeah yeah it's yeah. crazy yeah. i i don't remember my, that aspect of chili it, peppers are probably my favorite band really of all time i, I could probably say that because um, so many core memories were formed with californication and by the way I Let's, mean, by the way, Californication is is phenomenal. Yeah, that was like blood what, sugar sex magic. Of my I love that. Mind. Let's just sing Sir Psycho Sexy now. Just <laughs> dude, I'll tell you what. You know what? <laughs> Sir Psycho Sexy. Fleas one of my whole favorite world of songs. Own, though acid for the children is nuts. <laughs> is uh, Love Roller Coaster? <laughs> okay, from Beavis and Butthead. Oh, dude. Dude, yeah. We're like, well, step right up and get your ticket. Like, Roller dude, coaster, they, yeah. baby. Yeah, that's one of my favorite songs, <laughs> they, man. I used to come up to that all yeah. the Beavis time. Beavis and Butt had the best. Like, they have an Ozzy Osbourne song that's unreleased, and you can only find it on, like, YouTube of the Beavis and Butt soundtrack. Really? So I have it on Apple Music. It is, like, my favorite Ozzy song now. It's really good. I'm trying to think of the, the name of it. But, yeah, it's the, Beavis and Butthead had great stuff. Dude, on Beavis that. and Butthead Do America was so much fun for me to see in the theater. Yeah. And I, I remember watching the show and just did not even realizing that they were crapping all over me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, dude. I know. It's, uh, like our, it's exactly our age. We're just watching them make, the, but yeah. we are those people. We are the exact kids. Yeah, "Walk on Water" is the name of the song that was that was uh, by Ozzy okay. on there. But yeah, that that movie is. Um, I watched that uh, again a couple years ago. There was, was a great um, so Robert Stack is amazing <laughs> in that movie where he's just like. Yeah, never end a sentence with a preposition. Where he's like off jerking in these. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that? Don't they say something like, "Does your girlfriend have huge boobs?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. When they're driving with that guy, I'm trying to where uh, the the he's they think that he's setting him up or whatever with this girlfriend. I forget the plot, but oh, yeah, they're going so, to Vegas. Is like yeah, they're like driving with that like, guy and they're asking him about his girlfriend because they think uh, they think that the guy's gonna let him bang his girlfriend or yeah, whatever. No, but they, yeah. they're trying and to. The old woman is like, "There's lots of loose slots." there and they're like yeah loose sluts yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it's just obnoxious aren't you then two well, boys i caught whacking it in my tool shit yeah i gotta <laughs> i gotta go back to the m&m and icp deal for a minute because there's when icp came to omaha and played at the ranch bowl yeah a bunch of m&m fans came and threw m&ms at them <laughs> until their man they snapped and like jumped into the crowd and their manager choked like a 14 year old till he yeah. blacked it out yeah you can look at it's still on like mtv news <laughs> yeah it was like they were throwing m&ms at them the giant like his manager is huge or one of their rowdies just choked him on the bus <laughs> it was funny because like eminem we got really mad about stuff like for yeah. no reason a few times like he got mad at triumph the insult comic dog yeah oh, i remember they like yeah. punched it or whatever yeah, so finally like he did the 
started he did the crank yankers with Jim Florentine to kind of like make up for it because he yeah. felt bad that he was flying off the handle, <laughs> but people didn't realize at the time he was really just he was a drug addict, <laughs> you know, and his serotonin's just dropping every day from all the e he's doing every night. Yeah, you know. And now he said that he just took uh, like pain pills and watched the movie Rocky like. You know, 300 dozen times. (laughs) That's where he was in in between albums. No, and it's like, I mean, he still managed, his daughter's doing very well. I mean, he still managed to, like, get his life together. And it's, oh, yeah. He just came out in Detroit at, like, an Ed Sheeran concert and was like, it was crazy. Like, he's still still a beast. I mean, oh, yeah, dude. I mean, he lives in in Detroit still. Yeah, he sold his giant Kmart house. I don't know what he bought, but he had, he bought the CEO of Kmart's house, which is like, the oh, biggest wow. house in Michigan, yeah. and then finally he sold it. But I know Haley Jade is like engaged, and like it's interesting to see because yeah, just living there. Like I remember her being this like little girl, and yeah, like yeah. a lot of times when people want to visit, they want to go see the house he was raised in that's boarded up, yeah, and has gotten progressively worse. You know, I yeah. think I don't even know it's still there right now, but it was, <laughs> yeah, because when they put out the Marshall Mathers two LP, it was still there but boarded up. Yeah, yeah, you know that a bunch of people went in there and did drugs. Oh yeah, well, then people like, wanted their pictures M&M. on the step. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, when we when I lived in California, went to Bradley Noel's grave because it was in Huntington Beach, mm-hmm. and we had heard about it when we got there. There was just these a guy and a girl taking bong rips on the grave, and then one of them gets a call because we're like, "Hey, what's up?" And the dude's like, "Oh, we're just over at Bradley's right now." That's a corpse in the ground, dude. Yeah, You're not yeah. over at Bradley's. And then they dug a little hole and poured the bong water into it. And we're like, later, guys. Yeah. And you I'm sh- like, dude, I like in California for the first three months. I'm like, this is nuts. Yeah. yeah. I hate you all. You should watch the that documentary, The Allens, because it opens up with Gigi Allen's brother going to his grave while dude's like pissing on it. And he's like, hey, that's my brother's grave. Yeah, you're like, and, he would have wanted this. <laughs> yeah. Which we talked about that last time. You're yeah, like, his brother was the one I've seen. I've never <laughs> yeah. seen The Allens. It's on, uh, I think it's on Tubi, so you can watch it for free. Okay. But yeah, it's it, it was an insane documentary, but yeah, they open it up with just like pictures of people shitting on his brother's grave <laughs> and taking a piss on it. And he's like, hey, don't do that. And it's like, dude, your brother let people do that to his body while yeah. he was alive. Yeah, he cares. Like, hey, he didn't kill himself on stage. He deserves this. I had, at, our, at my band's last show. It's his brother it's who made him. No, at my band's last show, we have this song that's he kind of punk rock. And I'm like, I'm like, hey, do you guys uh, like punk rock? And people are like, yeah. And I go, this next song, I'm going to dedicate it to Gigi Allen. Someone bring out the hot dogs. And like, nobody got it. But then afterwards, one kid went up to me and was like, I understood that. And that made me laugh really hard. And I'm like, thank you. Like, I, I like the jokes that only one guy will understand. Yeah, now now you know what it's like though. to do stand. Yeah, Yeah, that's like the best thing when one person will be like, I understood what you meant, and that was funny. Yeah, Gigi Allen's one of those people that you might tell somebody about who's like not in the loop of that. And then they'll tell you they saw it and then never speak to you again. Yeah, yeah. Like, why would you tell me of this? Did you guys ever see the movie Gummo? Yeah. Gummo? It was made by the director of kids. Isn't the yeah. kids like a super messed up movie? Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. When it came out, it was very terrifying because I remember seeing it right when it came out on video. We rented it because I was a skateboard poser, but my friends knew how to skate. Yeah. And we watched it because it was all about that. It's like a kid Casper, and he's just basically you just find out he's giving everyone AIDS through yeah. the whole movie. Jeez, dude. Yeah, I pulled like it back. Like even up. when they're passed out. And then, yeah, the other movie he did was with two Disney girls. It was the prequel to Philadelphia. I thought, didn't that guy have like a decent movie, though? I'm, I'm looking up his. Oh, I'm sure he did. The, I mean, Kids wasn't a bad movie. I mean, dude, it was that guy that he just made the beach. 
Did he? With Matthew McConaughey. Okay. I'm no, I mean, sure he's made... And I didn't really like... The I, I don't recognize weird. any of the There any of was a movie, though, where he, uh, James maybe, Franco maybe was it. in, and James Franco's it's, playing like a pimp, and oh, he's got like the, the girls from the Disney movie yeah. that are in bathing suits the whole time. And then... And it's the, really uncomfortable. Yeah, and he's got... He's got uh, Cornrows. Cornrows. He looks like the rapper. The rapper said that he stole him off. What's yeah. the rapper's name? Um, like Rizzle Razzle. Oh, talking about... Um, he's probably. got the big shades. Yeah, he's from got Florida. the giant shades. Uh, that guy's on Theo Vaughn like every week, I think. Um, uh, what's his name? Riff Raff. Riff Raff. Rizzle yeah, Razzle. Raff. That, was, that was close. Riff Raff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's dressed like him. Thank and God then you're here. <laughs> James Franco's like, I did this movie for free so I could touch your... Yeah, there's a guy who's not been held to... Uh, Dude, it's kind of like, fire. yeah, that's a oh, kind of like the, did you guys watch i uh, I'm sure you have Requiem for a dream. Did it hit oh, you guys yeah. like that too? I hated that. Oh, movie. I saw that movie. I was so disgusted. came out as Earth. well. And we showed it to our, I used to work at this place called the war Memorial uh-huh. and, uh, we, it was a great job. We, uh, they had weddings and stuff and we would set up the weddings, uh, get high and drunk and whatever, have to bring in tables. And then at the end of the night we would break it down. Mm-hmm. So we would, there's a giant theater there and we just smoke cigarettes and weed and watch movies. <laughs> so Requiem came out and we were like, this is nuts. And like Keith David at the very end who's you know, like Keith David is great in everything. Yeah. But especially when it's like, I just didn't, I don't just take this out for air. But at the end when they're going ass to ass. Yes. That was the, yeah. 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 Very dude. disturbing. Yeah. But we showed our boss it. We're like, you should watch Requiem for a dream with us. It's great. So he he's drinking he's drinking with, through it. He he projectile vomits <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the movie, like when it's hitting like so hard. Yeah, I've never seen anything like it. He was like bitterly, he projectile vomits, yeah. and he's like mad at us the rest of the night. It's like he's like that felt like a roller coaster, like a disgusting roller coaster. Like he was just angry at us. For yeah, like dude. A week. It was he like I think it was like 2000, 2000 2001. <laughs> But he just started, he just goes like all over these like velvet chairs. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good. That's what that's the uh, movie. Sh- that's a legit reaction. He's just like, oh. yeah, he was horrified. <laughs> he vomited on him because he was so just sitting there watching it all intense the whole time, yeah, and then it's, it's just insane. like grandma's brain fried, ass to ass, like he couldn't take it. Yeah, and it's just like the. It's <laughs> like the perfect it's the perfect metaphor for a Hollywood movie yeah oh it is and it was she was so angry at us after that she's like I don't know why you guys I don't see how that's a movie I yeah I don't know there there I liked it personally but that's it's just because I I do enjoy Darren Aronofsky's I don't like him with a budget yeah once you give him Noah and you give him the fountain it's crap but then when you strip them to an off-Broadway play like The Whale, it's good. Yeah, there, there's um, it's kind of almost like Natural Born Killers where they were trying to write this movie to showcase how out of control the media was over violence, right? And how they made these serial killers into celebrities. But then it's still like in turn, I don't know if it does that, if it just puts more negative shit out in the world like with Requiem or um, if you hear people in the military that they would always watch all these anti-war movies of Vietnam but they would watch those and be like yeah let's go to war and then go to you know what I mean and I think about that as like as artists of the of uh, you know you can make something really dark to try to like 
give a warning, but does it work or are you just putting more darkness into the earth? You, do you guys get what I'm I saying? Think both. Yeah. About I, that? Think, yeah. I mean, I, I do dark comedy, but it's based on my life and I think calling it out in a lot of ways is a good thing because yeah. you can relate to people. It depends on how it's done. I think when you're doing it where it is in a way frightening like that, mm-hmm. it can put more darkness out, but you also have to look at, okay, in that movie, Marlon Wayans is brilliant. Mm-hmm. And Marlon Wayans is, to me, already very, very funny. Yeah. Because, like, D- Don't Be a Menace is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. I don't you care what anybody says. want some cheeseburgers? Says. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> Sex. Hell yeah. yeah. But it's still like, it's like, I suck your dick. Dude, it's I like, think the first two scary movies are... They're great. Are, She's like, yeah. I'm... Uh, uh, oh, real quick. Have you guys heard that song that where he samples Don't Be a Menace, where it's like, now, children, what do you say when you need to meet a nice man? Yeah. It's like... Are you that, my daddy? Have you heard that song that's like, that baby don't look like me? And, and the whole song is like naming off different rappers. Have you heard that song yeah. yeah yeah i love that song but anyway anyway no it's great. no it's i grew up on i watched in living color with my dad every week yeah, yeah. and i grew up on on uh i'm gonna get you sucker <laughs> my dad brought me to the theater to see me as my friend me dave kennedy and my dad and we're watching uh don't be a menace <laughs> and rod the cop did your dad was awesome oh, dude, he's great <laughs> and like the cops are playing rodney's ride where they're beating the shit out of this dude and we're on eight mile in detroit and no one's laughing. And me and my friend Dave are losing our shit because no one's laughing. Because we weren't even laughing so much at the joke, just at how tense it was in the theater. Yeah. And just the fact, this is right after Rodney King. Yeah. So, like, the, like we were just laughing at, like, how ball, the balls it took to go there. And they're walking past Rodney's ride, and he just goes, we got a rest for being black on a Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> But even though, like, it was just so fun. And just the cheapness of just like, yeah, I'll suck your dick. What'd you say? Yeah. I'll suck your dick. And then he's, like, coming around. And the guy's licking his fingers. And yeah. Ron's pulling up his pants. He goes, all right, you want to go down there and take a left? Yeah, that movie is uh, filthy. But, like, when you see Marlon play this heroin addict <laughs> who's in prison. Yeah. And he's done at the end. And then Jared Leto's getting his, his arm sawed off. And yeah. Get, and, like, there's no his girlfriend and... You're putting, but you're saying there's no beauty to this anymore. Like this is all a result of, of drug addiction. Yeah, like yeah. that was the point at the end of the movie. Like it wasn't about glamorizing drug addiction. It was like this woman is incapable of taking care of herself, but now she's in this position because her son couldn't take care of her because of the, the heroin addiction. Her yeah. son's getting getting the arm chopped off. Yeah, everything became ugly and destroyed because of this addiction. And I thought. It was a brilliant look at it. Yeah. And like when you really break it down to what it was, mm-hmm. and that's why it's called Requiem for a Dream. It's it's the death of a dream. It's the death of your life. And yeah. it was it was all focused on addiction. I, I think that's beautiful. Have you read the book? No. I own it. Um I haven't read it. It's kinda I tried to read it, but they do there's like no punctuation or quotes or anything like that because it's so it's kind of confusing to read mm-hmm. kind of because it's kind of how in the movie they're all they're out of their mind you know and mm-hmm. so it, it was it's like that when you read it but um yeah no that's uh that's interesting like i told austin i never dabbled with drugs because i read nikki six's heroin diaries and yeah. i was like 14 have you read those yes. <laughs> he's you know crawling through a garden naked with the shotgun and i read that i'm like okay so drugs are obviously counterproductive oh my <laughs> god dude and yeah and it's like those books will like intertwine sometimes like yeah if you read slash's book you'll see other oh, pieces yeah 
And then you have Motley Crue, The Dirt, which <laughs> although I believe is slightly over-exaggerated, I think is a, a brilliant book. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. And then you see how all these different rockers' books are all like, oh, my God. <laughs> you all are just, like, just deviant monsters. Well, like, look, like, it, yeah, I was thinking about this. I mean, the, uh, Steven Tyler, like, adopts a girl yeah. and just drive, you know, flies her around until she's pregnant, gets her abortion, yeah, and gives her coke while she's at the oh. hospital and leaves. Yeah. 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 Is, like, is that in the walk? this way is that uh uh that is um and now he's a, he's know, a lovely lovely nanny. but there there was um <laughs> <a> lovely nanny <laughs> so like think <laughs> think about how this stacks up so in like duff mckagan's book at the peak of duff mckagan's addiction he parties with tommy lee and he says like i couldn't hang with tommy and i don't even and tommy wasn't even known as like the worst party right i, I mean that one but it's amazing oh yeah it's and, tommy. and then i think in the dirt they talk about how when they were partying with ray from the doors and they were like we couldn't even hang with that dude and if that dude was bad how bad was jim morrison so you're right they, it's interesting how they all like intertwine well, that I read was because all he was a washed school. up organ player you guys need a, you guys need an organ yeah. no ray no please go away shut up ray he's in the church yeah, yeah he's just that's it is the church lady you guys need an organ player right? the organ yeah are you guys taking an organist? Where, where would we get? We don't have room for an organ. Yeah. I'll Could you imagine Ray Manzarek? He's just playing baseball <laughs> games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, he's got like melted candles and shit. And just like the doors, he <laughs> plays too much. And just like, <laughs> yeah, do it at night. It's like a haunting, yeah, like, a <laughs> fucking ball game. Dun, dun, dun. Like, too much, Ray. Just back here. We just need it at the beginning. Primal screams. All right, well, dude, tell us. It's the most disrespectful <laughs> national anthem. <laughs> you made it about you, Ray. Yeah. You made it about you. <laughs> this isn't about this country, Ray. <laughs> we have veterans in the crowd, Ray. <laughs> These people are standing. It's been 16 minutes. My best friend died yeah. in Nam, and you're out here playing the organ. <laughs> His fingers are bleeding. Yeah, he's, just He's like, play. You just keep screaming. Play every show like it's yeah. your last. <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs> trying to pull him away. Yeah, he's like, we're all vultures. <laughs> okay, I want to make that movie. <laughs> That's his post. But post doors, it picks up after Jim Morrison's death. Yeah, because he wrote that book about like Jim Morrison not being dead or whatever. So we need to write the book about Ray post doors just playing yeah. a baseball game. Well, the hilarious if Jim Morrison wasn't like who he would be right now. Oh yeah. Well, there's like, that conspiracy. He's like a mechanic or whatever. It's like, dude, yeah. he wasn't. He if he no. was gonna be in the doors, he wasn't gonna be a mechanic yeah, no. in Oklahoma. Well, he wouldn't be good he, at. Yeah, it. I know. He'd be like, <laughs> what is ruin? oil? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He'd be, <laughs> He'd be pissing in the in the gas yeah. tank. I took off all your wheels. Do we drive the cars or do the cars drive us? Do I don't know, man. I really just need my oil changed and I just need to go. Yeah, really, please. <laughs> I put four windshield wipers on your car. car Why? Yeah. How? Yeah, I took I the doors off of your car. Why would you do that, because dude? The doors. They're yeah. only for perception. Uh, could you, can you put them back on? Do you sell well, the no, parts? Actually, in the dumpster in the back. He's selling them while you're sitting there reading them. 
he's he's hanging from the garage door screen like, like he's got those yeah. lifters that they work on now. Yeah. Just scream. Yeah. you're reading a magazine in the background he's ah! like in the movie off the balcony he's just rubbing your, himself on your car yeah. did you change the oil I did stuff to it I made it better yeah I made it better but what is oil man yeah. or does the oil change us yeah. no I just need my no, oil change. don't make this weird what do I owe you what's currency man yeah. I don't want to come here anymore what, what is is uh, and in the waiting room the only like reading stuff there are his poems so you're just confused <laughs> dude anybody who reads his poetry and says that it's good is an asshole poems and pencil drawings someone comes in with their needs a new transmission they look out the waiting room and there and he's just dancing around it like a shaman with incense and he's like, drums. I <laughs> he just gets in the car and backs it out and pulls it. He's like, it's all set. I saw a dead Native American. That's why I'm this way. It's like, no, it's not, you stupid yeah. asshole. Yeah. Your car's sad from seeing the dead family of Native American. <laughs> Your car is now ran on the spirits of those American Indians. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think <laughs> No, no, it's still making that grinding noise, Jim. <laughs> I, think it's a, I think it's a hanging lifter, you just got to lift the thing up and adjust it. It's very common in yeah. Buicks. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There's a good skit. Yeah. Yep. yeah. There's a good skit. Jim Morrison, the mechanic. Yeah. Jimmy, Mor Jimmy Morrison. <laughs> because he would, because he would be lube. fat, overweight, yeah. with his ass crack out. And just old. Yeah. And just coming out like, read one of my poems. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll just look at my phone. The manager's like, yeah, this, this fucking guy thinks he's a poet. Yeah. It's Who is Jim he? Oh, if he wasn't Jim Morrison, nobody would ever put those poems out there because uh, they make no sense. Yeah, it's, like, yeah, well, it's, it's, it's kind of wild. Just like don't that. tell him, you know, everybody that he's here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Does he do good work? No, no. I told Austin in the last episode though that he looked like Will Ferrell's character in the uh, in the more cowbell skit like when he had the beard <laughs> yeah, and the that's Will exactly Ferrell, yeah. I'll, sh it, I'll show you this side by thing. side yeah no that I did no he's saying Jim Morrison looked oh, like that I'll sh yeah I'll show like, you look I'll a show little bit like you could side. be in it though in yeah. the 70s well I'm just trying I got a mullet I think we were both rocking it right <laughs> yeah now. dude I think so too I'm the only one mullet or well I don't know you don't really You're have rock a it. You this just look like white herb. Yeah. This could be the 80s. <laughs> yeah, I wish it was. I wish it was, this shit was on analog, like one of those old tape players. Oh, for sure. Jim Morrison's recording it. Yeah. Well, we could say more slurs, so there'd be oh, that. Everybody's <laughs> fine with it. Yeah. 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 Like, They're just saying what? We're all just yeah. smoking cigarettes yeah. and... Oh, it's a, it's a cloud of smoke. Yeah. Like, Don't worry, I got lights. We're not going to die now. <laughs> just pinching, <laughs> pinching tushy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just hiring women to have sex with. Yeah. <laughs> it's an intern. Honey. Wait yeah. out there. Wait outside. When radio made you a star and everyone <laughs> wasn't on the radio. Yeah. Yeah, when it was Literally. like you had to go to college for it and learn things. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't just anybody. Yeah. Dude, that I know, man. It's uh everyone has a mic, but then I'm glad that it is something. Yeah. That well, everybody yeah. gets cuz then, you know, 
We could have cool conversations about Jim Morrison being a mechanic for ten minutes straight. You know, right, that's, that's hilarious. People are, are missing out on. Well, what else? So you got that's, Normal World on the yes. Blaze. Yeah, talk about uh, Normal World, and then we got to wrap it up because there's only like three minutes left. On the <laughs> oh, okay. Right. Well, this was a pleasure. Yeah, we got to catch up more. Yeah. I very much enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, yeah Normal World. Uh, please check it out. You can go to YouTube.com/slash at Normal World. It's the ampersand. Is that it? No, Something that's like not that. the ampersand. It's the at sign. Normal if they don't world. know how to type in to YouTube Normal World, then yeah. do you want them as a fan? Because they're going to leave a stupid mm. comment if they. God, <laughs> I hate those people. And then also, uh, you can go to uh, Blaze, and if you want to BlazeTV.com, you can subscribe, and that is use code Normal Twenty Normal Two Zero, and you can get twenty percent off an annual subscription. And we're going to start doing a lot of stuff just for you guys. Behind the paywall, like Sweet. movie reviews, Good. and uh, we're going to watch movies and rip on them. Oh, that yes. sort of stuff. Good, fun stuff right there on BlazeTV.com. Can Austin and I come on and watch Requiem for a Dream and projectile vomit? <laughs> I, I probably think, will I actually think, do that. I don't think we can get the rights to that one, but you'd be surprised the ones we've been able to get the rights to. Oh, very good. There's a lot of Fast and the Furious directed DVD movies oh, yeah. that yeah. tried to be those that are spectacular that we're trying to get the rights to. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. We got nice. Samurai Cop, and then it turned out that... Uh, <laughs> MST3K decided to do it, so they just yeah. spiked up, and I was like, damn. Dude, did you ever see, I've never seen this movie, because I just, I don't even think I'd be able to handle sitting through it. I just saw it on HBO Max, Jay Leno, and then the Karate Kid yeah. Master. Yeah. Is that a good flick, or is no. it absurd? <laughs> Dude, that's like asking if the movie with Dennis Rodman Pat and John Clyde Van Damme is a good Leno? movie. No, it's not good. <laughs> you mean when they're both handcuffed together, and... <laughs> No. <laughs> it's absolutely not. Why do you think Jay Leno's not a movie star? <laughs> they just feel like you gotta Yeah, they were like the oh. desk guy. Yeah, the big chin guy and the tiny Asian. No, it's yeah. terrible. Who put that shit together? Oh no, you could watch it though. Yeah. Oh, it's garbage. <laughs> it's awesome. it's basically it's rush hour, but then they made you know, it's just before they had a black guy. <laughs> <laughs> that small like, Asian is performing well in the karate movies. Well, basically, they watched 48 hours and they were like, Do we have $16? <laughs> <laughs> Who's that guy with the chin I saw last night yeah, at the improv? Yeah, he was good. I think one day he'll be big. <laughs> yeah, as yeah. big as his chin. Who else could we get? Ah, you know, the, the drunken. Drunken Vietnamese fellow from the Karate Kid. Yeah. Is he Vietnamese? Who cares? Yeah. yeah. He's, the, he's the reason that movie yes. is big, right? Yes. <laughs> Will he come home drunk and land on a child? Will he's teaching to catch a fly with chopsticks. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I am right. Catch fly. Yeah. Do my house chores for a whole movie and then crane kick the most obvious <laughs> thing you could do to win a fight. Yeah, that movie is absurd. Yeah. Well, thank you everyone for listening. This is Toolshed Art Club. Dave, we definitely need to have you on. What's more. the art There's challenge? So much we can do. Oh, uh, do we have time to do an art challenge? Just, on yeah, it? we got to just. So we try to do an art challenge every uh, every. Oh, to have Jim Morrison be a mechanic. That's oh, what some, so we want people to make yeah. art of some sort. It could be a song. It could be a painting, a drawing, whatever, a sculpture. That'd be cool. But I think that <laughs> we sculpture. should do. I should a we chainsaw. Should, we should do like Jim Morrison as a mechanic. That'd be a yeah. really good yeah. art Please challenge. Someone. Could be a song. Could be a drawing. Whatever. But yeah, <laughs> that oh, yeah. Be sweet. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, I may even do a sketch. Yeah, please do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every yeah. 
good yeah, one yeah. is of auto mechanic Jim Morrison. <laughs> yeah, do it. <laughs> just, just I'm gonna do one too. Then let's all we should. But we gotta do. Yeah, well. we also need to do a sketch of the Ray at the ballpark. That'd be a good one too. Oh, for really sketch. Oh, <laughs> just haunting. I just picture almost like Phantom of the Opera, but yeah. like it's only his corner. Yeah. Then like the normal sports guy that grew up with a good family is yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. a church or a wedding. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everyone for Satan's listening. Satan's ball. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is not. This is a baptism. <laughs> All right. Well, let's wrap it there while we're still laughing. Thank you guys for watching. <laughs>